Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. is a mess. It's one big burger. Come on in and bring those delicious condiments. Mayo, mustard, relish. I'm your neighborhood-friendly black girl, Amber. And I'm Dancing Ben, where I learned all my shaken booty mood moods moves from Amber. You learned how to move and dance for me. Yes, ma'am. Me should be fired. Anyway, welcome to Fly on the Wallin. This is the show where we share our stories of dating and parenting and what happens when you record it all for the world to see. Top of the show, we want to thank our patrons out there. The Country Club, you do it. You do it every month, baby. For $1, $2, hell, $5 a month. And we really do appreciate your support. Thank you. If you would like to be a member of the Patreon, please find that link in the episode show notes. Um, ben, you're dropping some fun stuff on yeah, that right now, right? I do. You're going to listen to my single. I wrote it when Amber was on a very important call. And I meant to distract wild so she wouldn't interrupt you but it turned out we just both interrupted you so that was probably fun for you what was the name of the song um i haven't right now it's untitled uh but um it's i'm workshopping it so you can see the workshop you know the rough version on the patreon but it's gonna it's like the camp one of the campfire songs you know it's got got like that nice dashboard confessional like t you know early 2000s you know, emo kind of kind of feel. Fallout boy. I couldn't hear it because I was on my work call. So what should we do in the future? Like if I'm on a work call and you're not picking up like, oh, she's on a work call. Like how do I signal to you like I can't hear my call? Um, usually words help pretty well. I know, but I'm taking the call, so yeah. I can't stop and say, like, sorry, can everyone on the call, can we all just pause? My husband is loudly playing music during the call and not noticing that I'm on a call that I told uh, him I would be on. You can maybe do something like, excuse me, I need to go take care, and then just mute everybody and be like, hey, Ben, get upstairs. Because I, I didn't really realize that it was going to be so, you know, interruptive. So I could do a better job at feeling the vibes. Yeah, you're the horrible that. at vibe feeling. <laughs> Feeling the vibes. What's in which the opposite of vibe feeling? That's where you shine. I'm I'm a vibe killer. Vibe killer. Yeah. Vibe what is that? Murder. Have you always been a vibe killer or is it just with me? Damn. Uh, I would love to hear about your experience in your <laughs> career field of vibe killer. I mean, killer. when you're homeschooling, like, you are the vibe. So there's no killing or vibe making. You just exist. So, so you blame your homeschool upbringing for vibe killing? Yeah, or just being unaware, you know, blithely unaware. Gladly unaware. Yeah. I I feel like I've, I mean, as somebody who is very overly socially aware, we, like, that's probably why we work a little bit, but it is quite insufferable <laughs> when you're just so unaware. I've definitely learned, like, you know how you think you need something in a relationship? And you're like, oh, I want him to look like this, and I want my man to do whatever mm-hmm. like that. Now, being self-aware is one of my, like, big a person needs to be this if I'm going to work with them. You know oh. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm self-aware of what I'm doing, just not what anybody else is doing. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's got to be a tough way to move through life. Uh, Have, it's it's this, worked pretty well for me. I can't be the me. only person that's giving you this feedback. I think people, uh, other girlfriends, friends, people in my life have have been annoyed Postal workers teachers co-workers dogs dogs. babies politicians Uh, lawyers i think i think when i'm in my home i'm just like i'm gonna vibe i'm gonna do what i need to do and it's weird because when your business is also where you live yeah becomes like uh, a place where i'm like i can't play music anymore i can't play violin anymore i can't and so and sometimes i forget that i'm like oh yeah this is right now i'm in amber's office and Amber's yeah, office is the kitchen and our, <laughs> where, you know, we watch Miss Rachel, you know, it's the living room. So 
that I need to take all everybody upstairs and we'll go upstairs. But my my instruments are downstairs. So would it be it, easier if I left home? Like for good? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, for good. <laughs> no. Uh no, what we do need is anybody works from home, you really need like a designated space. And I know, but you lock me out on the patio. When I go work on the patio, you, <sighs> yeah, you yeah. lock it. So it's like it's I can't also go like a hundred no degrees, so you can't do that. I don't like I don't mind working in the heat. Oh, I just yeah? I think maybe and and this is a lot of people, this isn't unique to Ben or anything. I just think this is where a lot of couples and families fell apart during the pandemic it's like i can't do my work in this space i work from home so i i actually pandemic recently found divorces this place. right is that term or something i'm like sure that. I, I actually recently found this place that that you know we work style it's not we work though but like you can rent it out it's okay. like 35 dollars a day or something like that what do you think and this is us just having like a real discussion on, on our family show like do you think it would be worth it for me to like go there like two to three days out of a week or so it might be it's a little bit cheaper than getting another bedroom like go changing our rent because our rent would probably increase by a thousand dollars yeah if we got another bedroom so it probably yeah you might need to do that i can try to do that or or both of us um you know if we got a nanny like just having the nanny take over and then just us leaving the house yeah leaving the house i don't i don't know I, i get a lot done in the house but i can't like I don't get a lot done with the family there. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I try to take calls. I can't be great and produce music and you also be great and take phone calls. Yes. Speaking of being great, you want me to jump into our first segment? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So we're learning how to cohabitate and co-work together and co-parent together. It's a lot. But... For the hashtag influence segment today, we're talking about some new laws that are being introduced to also help other young creators out there. So young kids who are essentially being exploited on social media. Some people could probably try to put us in that category as well. But I, I have not made her a page yet. I don't think what, what uh, is it a social called? media page. What is it called? You, you, There was a term you told me about it. For ki- oh, sharenting. It's called sharenting, where you share every part of your kid's life, Damn. your kid's journey, your kid's story, eventually to the point where you're making shit tons of money off of them and what we've seen in the past is that parents are sometimes like using that money and never giving any of that money to the kid obviously wilds uh 15 months so like that's kind of irrelevant for us right now but i'm talking about like these 16 year old youtubers that are making millions of dollars and never seeing any of that money and there was a law introduced in the 1930s about a childhood actor whose parents like spit all his money yeah. but now lawmakers are starting to catch up to that now with the digital age yes exactly in illinois it was the first state so shout out to our our one of our homes chicago yeah, yeah, yeah. that ended up producing laws that basically states if your kid is doing ads you need to be put some of that money in a trust fund and yeah. it basically allows it's on the parents to do this but if the parents don't do this mismanage their kids funding the kid, when they get older, can sue their parents for that money. And I so agree with that. I, I think it's a great idea. And yeah. even now, I, I got the okay from Amber, so uh, I just created a trust for Wild. And a lot of the ads that we do, Wild is in it. Like, Wild should be... She is. And so we should be using part of that money and putting it in a trust for Wild. So yes. we have a, basically, it's a 529 plan, and it's for college education. You should right. have this anyway. Um, yes. But, you know, part of the, our earnings is going into that. And the cool thing recently, you can roll part of your 529, I think it's up to 35K, mm-hmm. into a trust fund. Um, into, uh, sorry, a your 529 uh, education plan, you can roll that into an IRA. So okay. 529 plans you can only use for educational purposes. Okay. But now they've created a law where if a kid's like, no, screw college, I don't want to go to school, you can take part of that funding and roll it into an IRA, IRA. Yeah. and sort of play, you know, put it into mutual funds. So I, I made the decision. I'm like, yo, we got to do this for Wild because Wild is honestly like, she, I mean, she makes some of those ads. You know, she makes. She it. does, but it's it's a little different with Wild because. The the reality is this, right? Like, I, I'm not trying to say, like, I'm so different from these vlogging families. Mm. But some of these families, the whole vlog is the family. Mm. When in reality, I was a Chicago yeah. comedian who started making videos. Then you popped up in those videos. 
we filmed, it was just you and me and, and then me doing my own personal stuff. And then sometimes me and Gucci doing stuff for about two-ish years. And then I had Wild, but yeah. Wild is not the reason why the brand started. I, you know, and you're right because we do a lot of comedy where it's just us. Like yeah. I'm writing discussion questions, and you're like, I just want to chill and right. watch a movie, like and that has nothing to do with wild. She's a member of the family, and she's funny, and we want to obviously, sh you know, share it what we can. But I'm not going to go down the route. I don't want to go down the route of like pranks with wild. Get ready with wild. Like I, I, I can see how. A lot of stuff that I do is starting to blur that line, and, and I, and I kind of want to pull back on some of that stuff. But I don't want it to be like, let's let Wild have a segment, you know? It's yeah. like, when she does something funny, I post it, but, like, I don't know. You don't want to pretend that she's invisible. Remember that video you showed me where everybody uh, everybody in the family pretended oh, this yeah. young woman was invisible? And you're like, let's do this to our child. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable I with this. I still think that was kind of funny. But, <laughs> but, yes, you're right. But, yeah, yeah. no, I'm just saying, like, I I think – what we are trying to do is make the brand very like, here's all of the things that mm. Amber does. And then here are the different like pillars of it. So it's like yeah. family podcaster, plant mama, dog mama, baby mama, like wild mama, wild mama. That's what I meant by the baby mama yeah. part. So like, I don't know, but there, when but there might be a day like, okay. So let's say for example, we keep things going the way that they're going. Uh -huh. Do you feel comfortable with wild having her own page and her own little like hey God. cookies with me on Fridays or whatever. I don't know. Like I don't like age. that. I don't like that at all. Me Especially either. for young, young kids. I or mean like toy unboxings is like hot, hot money. Oh like, yeah. That's with like kids. that's like big money. Like a, a kid buys a toy. Like a ten year old, it. like when she's ten years old yes. and she wants to get a Nintendo Switch. Like the new Nintendo Switch at this point. Because I've trained her to play video games because that's going to be part of our family family time, uh, and so uh, and so she gets excited. Yeah, what do you? I don't know, man. I don't want to do that. Well, okay. Oh, if, if she she's wants paid, to do it, I'll help her edit it. But I don't want to do it. I'm okay. not starting that. If she gets paid, though, that money is going part a good portion of that money. I, I have to look up the percentages because California will probably pass a law, which is our state of residence now. And that percentage, we're we're gonna play this right, and that is gonna go into a trust for her. If she oh, is it has to yeah. because I'm not. You know, there's there's also been a lot of stuff coming out with recently, like with the Michael Orr situation, where the Tui family yeah, didn't actually adopt him. It was just a conservatorship the whole time, and and they've been taking a lot of his earnings. Like like that what? stuff is so foul and so grimy, and so you know the movie doesn't help because it gave the white savior complex as can well. You, can you explain the the movie and the uh, yeah, where that movie centers in sort of the you're doing it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no, just go for it. Yeah, go for it. No, I'm just saying, you know, this this whole Michael Orr story. He was yeah. essentially like a secondary character in his film, which was kind of you know a rags to riches, like yeah. The Blind Side, starring Sandra Bullock. She won an Academy Award for it. It's <gasps> she. She did. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yes, yeah, Academy she did. Award for um, that's like the for being the, Leanne Tui. That's like uh, racism. It's a form of racism, right? I feel like Sandra Bullock played a racist. Um, I wouldn't. She played sure, a race. Yeah, oh, indirectly. Yeah, or I, I, I don't know. I. If you adopt a black kid to for get money. to get for money, yes, and then use that as like race baiting, that makes you like a like a neo racist. It I, I would like third a, wave a liberal, racism. A, no, a liberal, a liberal racist. Second wave racism. Second wave racist. I think. <laughs> I was like, episode title, we already have so many, like, zero I, to racism. It, it definitely is a form of racism, but I'm I'm just saying, like, people profiting off of their kids isn't new. Like, look at the freaking Kardashian dynasty at this point. Mm -hmm. That's not new. It's just at what point does the the, per, the child have autonomy? The child can yes say, because no. you were reading this one case in here where yeah, this I'll, YouTuber wanted to stop doing it. And her dad I'll was like, that no. in, uh, The NPR cover, NPR is great. Um, they give the facts of the situation, but one of the things they uh, uncovered is interviewing one of these younger YouTube stars is right. that the YouTube star, the child, was the center of the page. And she was making so much money that her mom and dad quit, but her dad at one point says to her, like, I'm your father, but I'm also your boss. And, and when the child said, I no longer want to do YouTube, the father said, well, then 
we're going to have to sell this house we bought and me and your mom are going to have to go back to work. So it becomes this manipulation game. Of course. Yeah. Excuse me. Which oh. is also hard. I mean, I, I would never say anything like that to Wild or I, I hope I never say anything that crazy to Wild. But it is hard because when you are a kid, sometimes you're like, I want to do it. I don't want to do it. I want to do it. I don't want to do it. Like, I remember being in piano lessons when I was in middle school. And I was like, oh, mom, I hate this. Like, this is so dumb. And she was like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do it. I want to go be a cheerleader with my friends. And now I'm all the time like, why did you take me out of piano lessons? Yeah. I could have been so talented. I could have been all these things. She was like, because you were pushing me that you didn't want to do it. So it's hard sometimes when your teenage child is like, I know I'm really skilled at this thing, but mm. I don't want to do it anymore. So, like, what what is that balance, you know? I guess you just got to know your kid. Yeah, you have to know your kid and also keep on checking in with your kid. So, for example, you say you quit, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you quit at that time, and then a month later be like, hey, you know, let's go to um, the uh, the Rocket Man concert or something like that. Let, you know, let's see Elton John, not, you know, knock on the piano, right? And then afterwards, say, hey, do you want to play piano like Elton John? Or let's go to Alicia Keys concert. Oh, you, you want to play uh, piano like... Just check in over and over instead of forcing them or sort of create that the, the environment where they're going to want to do that. Because That's I remember smart. every Sunday I was going to church and watching uh, Jackie Pastor. She's married now, but she was not destroying it on the violin. Like, you know, playing s- these amazing, amazing riffs. And I was like... I want to do that. But I saw it every single Sunday. So when I told my mom I wanted to be a violin player, she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I thought you were going to be a drummer. Like, you're a wild man. You bang your head on the wall, you know, bang (laughs) bang some things on the ground. She was so shocked I wanted to play violin. But it was the environment that I was in that pushed me towards that. And I think a lot of people give, you know, people say, you know, know, how much should your children have a say in their life? How much you should? And I think, Children should have all the say in their life, but you just have to manipulate the environment so that what they're saying is what you want. I like that a lot. This makes me really think I need to stay out of the house so you can play your songs. I could take oh, my meetings. No. You know, you, we'll, we'll find a balance. It's all about balance, yeah. Do you want me to leave the home? So you it, play this, honestly, for our daughter? Because I, I do love that you play musical instruments around her. Like, that's I, pretty fucking awesome. I'm like, about to. These are my problem. My problem is that my husband plays <laughs> guitar for his daughter too loudly in my home. Like, that's a pretty good problem. To I have. think, I think, you know, last week's episode, I bought a gift as like a prank for you, but I actually have a really good idea for a gift for you that uh, I think it's going to be for you. And it, I think. Uh, you think. When I'm done here, I'm gonna go and we're gonna go pick up a keyboard. We're gonna buy a piano and we're gonna that. and we're gonna get you some piano lessons. And I think and then and then you can vlog it, and it would just be your. <laughs> I thing. don't need to vlog it. Well, I no, can then, make we, it then we can make it a tax write off for the. Uh, <laughs> See, <laughs> I love you. I love you, babe, 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 babe. I honestly though, I would love to do that for you. I think that would be really fun. I would love a keyboard. Then we could really be like a one man band, and we don't I have to record it. We could just do it at the house and be. We us. could, and your finger, your look at show show the people your your fingers. No, I'm getting them done. No, show them. Get them done tomorrow. But you have such nice fingers; they're so muscular. <laughs> you know? These sausages. Oh man, <laughs> I could see them running up and down the keyboards and in a very sausagey kind of um, festival kind of way. A festival? Are you just hungry? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little... I can see them looking like street tacos. Just on, a sausage. Um, and the, the elotes. Yeah. Yes. No, you have nice fingers. Thank They're you. very And you got tattoos on them. Yeah, so I like, got good piano playing hands. Yeah, I yeah. got to get back in the game. You can't. You could easily do it. And you're so disciplined. I, I would. I think we do a piano lesson. Um, the Silver Lake Conservatory, shout out to them. They're awesome. But you could. they do adult lessons once a month, dude. Maybe I'll maybe You're I'll doing your singing it. lessons and... I think we need a keyboard anyway in the house. Yeah, Can, we do need a keyboard. We I, are a musical family. Literally, you Amber's about to go have drinks with a friend after this episode. But I'm always drink dinner cocktailing with a friend, huh? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you yeah, all the but it's good because you're so sociable and you can't just hang out with me all the time because mm-hmm. you know, I might say some wild shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, every day we're like, now, nah, man, you gonna be an asset or a liability today? Which yeah. one? Some days, mostly you... assets, but the expectation <laughs> is for me to be a hundred percent asset. So if I'm five percent liability, it becomes a hundred percent liability. Right. Right. It's it's sort of a, a catch twenty two. Anyway, I'm gonna. There's a music store. I'm gonna go get you a. This is a, a good keyboard. Gift. This is a good gift. This is a this is a real gift for you. 
Where are we gonna put it in our crowded home? I don't know. I don't know. We'll get there. Well, I'll. I have a. I have some ideas. I'm actually gonna rearrange some you furniture. You were telling me about that. Yeah, that's why it? we're just we're we really are at home. Okay, yeah. you're gonna rearrange the house. Can I talk about something else that's been happening yep. this week? Yeah, is this uh, we're still in the influencer section? No, we're transitioning now to imperfect parents. So today oh, yeah. we're talking. Obviously, we kicked off the show talking about uh, you know child influencers and things like that and how we're gonna try to protect our baby and if you know when wild eventually says like get me off of this camera or make her like, money too, make her money but put it yes in her account. or teach her how to be smart with it or something yeah 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 because yeah. she's gonna be she does have a she great. basically has a health uh sorry a education trust now yeah, so yeah. and and i'm trying to be honorable for for her that's great i don't know what i was trying to say i was like I was, I was stuck between great and right. But yes, transitioning parent. to imperfect parenting. So we're talking less about wild this week and more about our own parents. Because I've just been having some, like, I'll say I had to have a difficult conversation with my mother this week. I won't go into too much detail. But I, I was really inspired by a friend of mine who just really convinced me, like, we are meant to push our parents. Mm. Like, she, she was just, like, really gassing me up about, like, because I, you know me, Ben, I feel like I'm so brave and I'm so confident and I'm so disciplined, but sometimes it's just hard to have certain conversations with your parents. Can can you just tell the tell the people the relationship between you and your mom? Yes. Okay. Can you just say, because we've heard it before, people can see it on TikTok, but yes. I, I don't think you've ever explained the the depth of the relationship you have with your mom. Yeah, I mean, I am I am very close with my mother. We talk every single day. We enjoy each other. We laugh the same. We laugh about the same things. Like and we can are, you, what does it are, mean talk every single day? What does that look what, like? How's that unclear? You, I'm I'm saying you're FaceTiming. FaceTiming. I FaceTime her. You're FaceTime I check in her, on her. And then you text her throughout I'll text the day. Her. Yeah, like we we we. She understands like gifts and jokes and social media memes and stuff like that. So I she's don't think like you understand this is a rarity. Know. This is such a I rarity. I can send her voice. It's not that. I, I know. I don't. Can I say something that might yeah. sound a little weird? Yeah. I feel like a lot of like either black girls or black. I would say black girls. Let me speak for black girls. We really, unless there's been some friction there, like we we are that close to our moms. Mm. Like, like most of my friends also have this kind of relationship with their mothers. Like so text maybe every might, day, voice memos. Yeah, like maybe and it might be like cultural. It might be a cultural thing. All, like we all talk your to our line moms, sisters. They talk to their moms every day. Yeah, or at least every other day, for sure. Like my friend, when I was talking to the, about dinner the other night, uh, she's like, "Yeah, I talked to my mom. I mean, she talked to her mom and her dad every single day." Maybe I just hate my parents. I guess I don't, I don't, think, know. You, I don't think you. I don't hate, hate them. them. I, now I feel a feels, little guilty. I feel like, damn. I, I don't know. It's like a cultural I, I don't want to call it like a white thing, but I just. Like I'm trying to think about like other white friends of mine. No, they're they're close. Maybe, they're, maybe they're you close. or maybe it's just like you're also a, a guy, so you're not calling people a lot. But I don't know. Culturally speaking, I feel like it's not that foreign for black people to not like always check in with their parents. Now, some oh, of it is damn. a little bit okay. fear based, is what I was kind of trying to get to. So, mm. like for example, at one point, like my dad was. Uh, in the hospital, he was having some stress-related issues, and so he he's he gets admitted to the hospital. Everything's fine. He's like sent home after like three or four days or whatever. And my mom doesn't tell us for like two or three months or something like that. So it's it's like That's when right. we start getting to a point where we're like, why aren't we having these difficult conversations with each other? Like like what do you mean? Like why? Because she's like, well, I don't want to tell you because I don't want you to stress out, da 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 da. But then that that for me feels like, I know, but I thought we were like besties. So why didn't you just say, if we're blurring these lines of like parenting and friendship, like I would expect my close mm. friend to tell me if their partner was admitted to the hospital. That just makes me think we have a, a dear friend of our ours, Aaron who was very gracious to invite us over to her a parent's house. And, and she was telling me this story where she had this dog growing up that bit her brother. Yes. And they literally thought, that, and they were, you know, 10 years old, 8 years old, and they thought this dog was sent to a, to live in a farm upstate. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. No, th this man, the father, had this dog killed. And so yeah, the question is, ask, yeah. when do you when, have a, that's it. When yes. do you have these conversations 
that might blur um, the line between friend and parent. Like, when do you tell your kids, like, no, I had to, I had to kill that dog? Yeah. Or when do you, like, no, your father That's almost when it died. Comes up. Yeah, well, no, well, not in my case. My dad just, you know, probably needed probably some indigestion. It was, it was sent home. Oh, but you, wait. <laughs> you said your dad almost died. Like, not my yeah. dad. No, I mean, he uh, was struggling, but it wasn't. I, I think she would have told us if it was that fatal. But it'll just be like these hard questions or these hard, difficult conversations that it's like, at what point am I like, no, Amber, you're a bad bitch. Like, you you are so brave and you're so vulnerable with other people. But sometimes when it comes to having a difficult conversation with a parent, I'm like tossing and turning at night. I'm like, okay, I can finally talk to my mom about this. I got to go slowly. I got to write down what I'm going to say, which I don't get that, you know? I'm, well, I guess I'm asking myself or I'm asking you rather, like, does that ever go away? Because you're not like that with your folks. You're very like, I can tell my mom whatever. Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot of things I just don't tell my parents because I don't think it's relevant for our relationship. Gotcha. Because I don't have that kind of um, friendship. Like with my father, I'm, we're very close and we talk about hiking and God and religion and things about that nature. But my personal life, I don't really talk about, you know, where your right. mom is. I'm sure my parents would like to talk about it. But I don't feel that need to talk about it where, uh, for the most part, I'm not looking for counsel from my parents. But you actually look for counsel from your mom. Like right. you, she is. Yeah, she's got some if, good ideas about If stuff. she gives you advice on something where I don't, I think my parents are so distant from what we do that I'm not going to really look for advice from them. Yeah. It's like, when did they Mi stop being that authority, like person you look to as the keeper of knowledge energy? That, but that's actually not true because my mom. Whenever she she always gives me great baby parenting she does. advice. She, she came does. to us to par with Paris and, um, you know, she came uh, with us to Paris. Yeah, yeah, and she watched and had all these hacks. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that worked, you know. Of course, but sometimes it's just hard to, I don't know, like fully let your parents know who you are and how wretched you are, and and so I I think about that now more than ever with wild Lynn, like, is there going to be a day where she's like, like, I want wild to always have hard conversations with me. Yeah. Like no matter how scary, like, you know I, I, mean? I want to say that, but I also don't know what the hard conversations are going to look like 20, 30 years from now. You know, I don't ever want to find out she was in the hospital. And I just didn't know mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Safety things for sure. Yeah. yeah. Safety or just like, identity things or just f general fear. Why did your mom not tell you about your father being in the hospital? Because she thinks I'm going to fly down or fly down or anxiety myself. And, and in reality, I'm like, it gives so me she more was anxiety that you trying to protect me from this thing. Why? I mean, that's sort of sweet. It's okay. I'm listening. Yeah. Just why do you think I feel like you would have more anxiety learning about it in the moment because you're like you know in the hospital i'm thinking he, he's about to die afterwards no, like, it wasn't oh. that real right but you don't know that maybe right. she would have told you and she could have said no it's not that real and you would have been thinking are you sure 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 yeah so you're gonna lie to me too is what you're saying i i will never lie to you but i would i will withhold information from you for sure until the appropriate time <laughs> You, I think it's nice to FaceTime me from the hospital and be like, here's your dad. He's awake. Everything's fine. He just had some stress-related injuries. If you go and we're in the hospital on in Friday. stress, I can't, you cannot go to the hospital for stress. Because you and your daddy are very similar. We are very, uh, we're uh, like and, the uh, same motherfucker. No. How no, would you're you not feel if I didn't tell you that I I was having some Well, we're, we're romantic partners and uh, life partners and... um. We're like uh, eagles. I think they mate for life. And so we, we're building a nest together. We have a nice little egg that's hatched. We have a hatchling. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a little bit different. Right. But so I would have, I would be very angry at you and bitter. Got you. And hurt. Uh, but that's different. Like, I, you know, if I Wild, like if you went to the hospital and Wild has your level of, of anxiety, which I don't think she will because I'm so chill. Like, I don't give a fuck about That's anything. why she's going to. Yeah, she might. 
I would maybe withhold information from WoW until the time passed, unless. But isn't there like an age where it's like, okay, you are now thirty, you get to know what's what. Yeah, but we're always little babies in our parents' eyes, you know. Yeah, I guess we're never thirty. We're never twenty-eight. We're always like. But there's gonna be a day where I'm like, WoW has grown. We can say this to her. You think you think you're gonna think she's grown someday? Like you're grown. I do. You're gonna tell her she's, she's grown. Grow up. She's never. I feel like you're such a. I baby love her. Lover. She's my you're, baby, you're but gonna be like, she's you're my gonna baby. be a little adult one day. Yeah, like a baby one. Right. <laughs> oh, see, I'm already doing it. Anyway, what do y'all think? Are you, if I would love to hear, especially YouTube, especially about the dynamic with your parent, who maybe it's one parent, maybe it's both that you're really close with and then but it's like we're this close but we're not close enough to where like we can talk about these things i i just want to i i know there's somebody else out there that feels the same way i do yeah Um, those things usually are like death money and sex i feel like yeah or like identity talking about will and testament my mom's always like i want to talk to you about some stuff that we're updating in our will which can be very scary i'm like yeah, no, I'm glad y'all are doing this. She's like, I know. I just, I'm not saying anything's going wrong. I just want to update. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Like, what, what's all this prep work? Most yeah. people should have will and testaments. Like, yeah, we but, are, we are going to die. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I don't know, but she, but she's always like speaking slowly about those things, and I'm like, mom, we can have a difficult conversation. I talk to you every day. Do do your you do a good impression of your mother? Now, Amber. You're not going to be upset about this. We're going to get through this. I just want to know if you would like to own this home or should I give it to your brother? <laughs> now, I know that you live in Los Angeles. She calls it Los Angeles. She does that. You know, you know that's her. I'm like, oh, why are we? That was great, Amber. speaking like this to me? Yeah, th- these are good questions to ask. Anyway. Okay, Dr. Thomas. I know. Great. I love you, Mommy, so much. We are besties, and I'm probably going to call you after the show before I cocktail dinner cocktail you want to jump into some relationship advice yeah let's see if i can i can help uh some people out i have a friendship question you ready for that oh yeah it's a um of, oh wait uh, relationship no sorry sorry i i that was for next week <clears throat> i have a relationship question i'm so sorry Hey, Amber and Ben, I want advice on my relationship, so here it goes. I'm currently dating someone, been dating five months now. We're doing great. I love our dynamic, and I love that he brings out the best in me. On paper, he's perfect, but there is one issue. His mom. Oh. She pretends to be this nice lady, and maybe she is, but I have been experiencing some odd behavior from her. For example, my sister is a photographer, Mm -hmm. and I recommended my photographer's sister, to my man's mom for a photo shoot. My sister went over to her house, did the shoot, and my sister came back home and told me everything the mom said. The mom was basically bragging about how she's the downfall of all her son's relationships. And she told my sister not to tell me this. Not only that, she told me that when my man comes back from boot camp, I guess her man's out on boot camp, that the mother, the mother said that she will be taking up most of her son's time and that he, her son, isn't allowed to ride in anyone else's car but her own. Even though me and my man are both in our mid-20s. I love my man, but I feel like when he comes back, I'm not going to have any control over my relationship. What do I do? I, I think the mother-in-law suffers from sort of mental disability or some sort of... Codependence. Uh, code. No, I actually think this might actually be some sort of mental health type of thing because that that is giving like r- highly inappropriate behavior and uh, you know delusions yeah of like oh my boy my, must be like that sometimes my babe. son yeah maybe there's some sort of mental delusion you know yeah. um i <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Wow. So, so, speaking amber of delusion burped, <laughs> um amber was like you're drinking a third diet coke today i was like yeah i didn't drink coffee but look Look who is the burpee. I am am the burpee. Uh, I don't, maybe. I'm so grateful that my mother-in-law is not like this because we have so many, like, mother-in-law or mom-to-be stories. I do want to know. Wait, I want to go to the car riding. The the car car riding. The car riders. Let's let's talk about car riders. No, it's giving the the sense that this is, um, like, you might have some sort of mental um, health issue or mental disability or something to think that your son can only ride in... She's the only woman allowed in his car. 
Yeah, that's that's weird. And, and she brags about how she, like she's the the downfall. She, yeah, she's I, the downfall. That's on, that's insane. Yeah, honestly, they've only been dating five months. You're you've only been dating for five months. It sounds like my advice for you is break all yes. interaction with this person. Do not have. Don't recommend any more photographers for. Uh, <laughs> For your for your boyfriend's mother because and she, she knew she was gonna run back and tell it too. That's yeah, the thing about it. Yeah, she no, was it's, like, it's giving manipulation. Don't tell your sister, but yeah, it's it's giving like um, narcissism, some sort of mental health, um, mm. neurodivergent behavior. I'm trying to be as respectful as possible, of course, because I don't want to say like this bitch is just crazy. But, <laughs> but my, my gut is telling me to just say, that. yeah, you but know what? that's not. I don't think that's fair, and I'm trying to learn and be appropriate with my language because there are people who who have these tendencies and if it is part of a trend of people who have these like you shouldn't be worried about it just don't fuck with her what are your so thoughts she should break up i think you said no no don't break up just like don't fuck with the the mother-in-law until... you can't not ben like if a mother-in-law is that controlling i think i think i would have a serious talk with my boyfriend and say like i cannot continue forward in this relationship if if your mom's gonna be mad that i'm just riding around in your car like these are like base level things like we yeah. haven't even moved in together we haven't had kids together it's weird like this is just riding around in your car and, so, and then some might be like yo my mom my mom is this or that and, like, and then i would be out five months you could throw five months away no shade sorry but i could not i cannot be with you if your mother was like that five months in yeah but and if- you didn't even have a car it was my car yeah. So imagine Judy being like, "Well, if you drive your car, you can't ride with my son in it, girl." Yeah. No, my mom. Hello and yeah. good night. I actually, this is so funny. I have another similar. Th- th- this isn't the same, but it's like, it's interesting because it might be like, is this person <laughs> a part of the last letter? I don't know. This question says, "Dear Amber and Ben, how can you tell the difference between?" healthy compromise or controlling behavior. So I'm recovering codependent with a narcissistic mother. I thought I met someone who was not narcissistic, but there are a lot of little things piling up two months in and I'm beyond triggered. I'm a single mom of three. So when someone I am, when I'm getting to know someone and I see them critiquing my kids, like telling me they need to switch to a sippy cup, that's a red flag for me. So obviously I'm hyper vigilant to criticism. So I'm curious in your relationship, what do you consider constructive compromise and what might you consider to be toxic? And she goes on to talk about how they might be moving in together soon. And he's already saying things as they go to house showings about like, where are you going to be able to keep this house clean? And then she says here like, well, we could hire someone to help with chores. And he was like, well, we're going to see about that. So, that's essentially what's going on here. And so I guess her question to us is, when is something healthy and when when is one of us being just controlling? Well, compromise is an agreement between two parties. So a question yes. like, are you going to keep this house, house clean? Right. It's not a, a compromising kinds of question. A better question for that would be, how are we going to keep this house clean? It's a bigger home. We haven't had this big a home, and then we discuss, and then we write down chores, and that's a compromise. Or we say, right. hey, we'll have someone come once a month, or maybe we'll have someone come only when um, visitors come into town or family comes into town, whatever. That's a compromise. But a question such as, you know, leading with you, very standard I statements. Um, yeah, that's a compromise. Uh, that's not a compromise. What happens when... We talk about an issue and then we agree to disagree and somebody just has to make a decision. Like, is that leaning into controlling behavior? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm trying to think about like something between you and I, but like, well, okay. Like the waking up out of the sleep thing. Right. Like that's the thing I'm I'm committing to not doing anymore. Yeah. So Amber, though, Amber, you know, woke me up out of sleep. Yes. When I when I'm upset, I can't even sleep. I have to wake Ben up and talk to him about this thing right now. And Ben has just been telling me like this cannot keep happening. Like when I need sleep, like this is a yeah. huge trigger for me when you wake me up. So I'm I'm, I'm making a commitment I, I actually to not have a doing real conversation, it. whatever. Yeah. I'm going to make a commitment to not doing it. But sometimes I'm just like I am so emotionally 
like I'm so emotionally impacted by this thing that he did that I can't not wake him up. So I'm kind of, I'm 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 making a commitment to doing it, but I don't really think we're compromising with it. If I'm being honest with you, well, I'm I'm setting a boundary. That's yeah, you're not, setting a boundary. That's not a compromise. A compromise. Well, you're not even setting a boundary. A boundary is when you like set something up where I'm not even like I can't even do that to you. Like you kind of can't set a boundary with. Yeah, it. if you wake me up to have a serious conversation, I'm not going to have the conversation with you. Oh, that's yeah, that's the boundary. That's the boundary. Yeah. If you wake me up because you're annoyed that I didn't do this or that thing or um yeah i'm like i'm not gonna have to, i'm not gonna be able to have a serious conversation with you i'm gonna walk out of the room and i'm gonna we're gonna go to sleep or wake up tomorrow so your 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 question is like when something needs to be done their compromise needs to happen i mean this is this is what makes compromising so difficult is that it takes time and if you don't have time you have to create time so there are little things where one person just has to step back and let the other person get their way or or do it the way that they want. But for the most part, people have time to compromise. Like, you yes, have I would to, agree. Yeah, like it could be as simple I mean, I as buying a bed. I guess we are compromising. I'm know, like, bu- I won't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we'll per- defer to the next day. But let's talk about house buying. You find a house and it's really nice, but there are certain things about the house that you don't like. And so you, but there's a pressure to get it or whatever because of the housing market or that, or you can just say, "Hey, we're not moving forward to, with this until we both agree." And you might yeah. lose out on this deal or whatever, but it's way better to compromise because if one person makes a large purchase, anything from buying a house or even buying a new bed, yeah, and the bo- both people don't agree with that kind of bed, it, maybe it's, you know, a foam bed compared to a you know, a mattress bed or maybe it's a water bed. I don't think water beds are legal anymore. But, you know, if if one person wants it and you're not able to agree on it, just don't buy it. You don't have to buy the bed. You can sleep on sleep on the ground because you'd rather sleep on the ground for a couple more weeks instead of buying a bed that one, are, one of you are not satisfied yeah. on because you're just going to remember that dissatisfaction. I think this is also challenging for this person because this person is a single mom of three. Yeah. And they're dating someone new. Mm-hmm. And this new person is coming in, I think the biggest trigger right here, and and giving child-rearing advice when I'm going to assume this person might not have kids or this person doesn't know your kids. So mm-hmm. it's hard, I guess, probably, when you're someone new is in the dynamic and they're saying like, why is your kid still drinking out of a sippy cup? Like, isn't it time for a big boy cup or whatever it is? And you're like, like, like how can we compromise on this when you're not these kids, dad? Well, that's, that's, but you can't compromise with a question like that. That's what I'm going back to is that this person doesn't actually look for compromise is looking for compromise. It sounds like in these two situations, they're looking for control. Yeah. But how, okay. Let's say I'm this single mother of three. Mm-hmm. And you're noticing that uh, my child is still using a pacifier, mm-hmm. and they're like six or seven, so, and maybe it's starting to affect like literally the shape of their teeth or whatever. You're dating yeah. me, and I got three kids, and this is my issue. So, how is my new partner? Would you address this situation? Uh, I mean, you approach it. I would just say that, like, hey, you know, I noticed that, you know, D or whatever is still using a pacifier. Um, this is, I know p- kids who use pacifier for this long, it can mess up their teeth. Can, how can I help you to wean them off? Because honestly, to, let's be real. If your kid is using a pacifier that late in the game, it's because the mother needs help with the, the fussiness. Like Aunt, Wild has been super fussy with her teething and it would be so nice just to give her a pacifier. Like we when we were flying on the plane, remember that? Mm-hmm. And it would have been so great to just... You know what? I, I, we had an emergency pacifier recently inside our, our bag when we were flying. <laughs> just you know, God forbid, whatever. And I wanted to give it to her. And Amber's like, no. And then and so we just passed the baby back and forth. You know, and I was like, okay, we'll we'll compromise by passing back and forth. But for me, it's about reaching out and asking for support instead of reaching out and looking for control. Like this is my way. My way is the best. You know, I don't know. I, I know. I know. know you don't know. I yeah. think you do know. I think you answered it brilliantly. I think 
I think you you've always that. been a big compromiser. You, yeah. you're a master compromiser. You probably compromise for me like way more than I give you credit for. I'm yeah. trying to give you credit for it now. I but. shout out to my friend uh, Ramona who taught me about consensus theory decision making in like intentional community. Basically, a, a community if you're living with roommates you come around and say okay how are we, we going to do chores and until everyone raises their hand right it was thumb up or thumb down or thumb to the side which means i don't agree with this but i can move forward with it and so mm. thumb down so if you have a group of five roommates and a decision needs to be made about chores and how they're going to be designated you go around the room and you don't you you people put up their thumbs but if one person has their thumb down in consensus decision making you go back to the drawing table and recreate a plan that everyone feels comfortable with either thumb up or thumb to the side it takes a long fucking time but honestly yeah what if somebody's just being a dick well then eventually you like if you want to move on i mean you just don't leave so if someone keeps on putting their thumb down Maybe. Like, why don't you drive the boat on what you yeah, want? Yeah, like, what do you like, want? Because you can't the not person, do any chores, yeah. And the person might say, I'm not going to do any chores. And they're like, okay, if you don't do any chores, we're going to need you to pay a little bit more rent or something. Like, someone will throw an, out an idea, right? Like, I can't do so many chores maybe because I have a, an ability issue or whatever. And so you just keep going around. It takes a long time, but when everybody and can you've leave a space... That, yeah, that. when everybody can leave a space, a meeting feeling that oh i had a part in this it's really good it's not democratic at all it's called consensus like everyone reaches a a shared consensus it's it it's i feel great. like we do versions of that every day in our yeah like we're not, not just you not uniquely you and me but just if if you're doing romantic friendships if you're yeah i'll i'll, I'll for you know many times uh, amber will say hey i i'm not crazy about it but i'll do it yeah you or, know me i'll be like i don't hate it so, no, even today, uh, I was making you French toast, and you, you were like, I'm not crazy about, I'm trying to skip, stick away from carbs, and you weren't crazy, so your thumb was to the side. It was. And my thumb I, was up. How did I do with that French you toast? You smashed that French toast. <laughs> toast. You toast. smashed it. That toast was so good. Yeah, you, you killed it. And you're like, this is really good. And, it was. And and I knew it would be. And That's your cousin, like, and your cousin is coming in, uh, into town, You're like, and, and a friend is coming into town, and so... Uh, you're like, you're going to make French toast for them. I said, yeah, you bet, baby. Yeah. So I know, you know, but that was a, a very small example of thumb up, thumb to the side, thumb down. Consensus, man, it's great. Consensus is great. So maybe in this relationship, I mean, I know it's weird, but even if he's just talking to you and suggesting things, maybe you could just like thumbs up, side yeah. or down. Yeah. I really like that or, idea. I know or, it's so simple. It's like a toddler class, but it feels like... My voice is being heard if it's yeah. like thumb to the side. Like so, I think so. the use of it is very mature. The use of this kind of of um you know, human interaction. I think the other thing this person needs to address is how your your boyfriend is talking to you. Mm-hmm. And just make sure that you create some expectations about uh, language saying hey when you bring these things up it feels accusatory instead of accusing me like can you please like look to help me how can i support you in this yeah endeavor right I how can i support you instead of you saying how can Sorry. i keep this house clean be like how can i support you in keeping this house clean this is very different kind yeah. of language you know i was talking to uh dr martin dr raquel martin PhD. If you don't follow, just just please go find yourself. Make your way towards. I think her. she just likes to be called Raquel, right? I know, Doctor Raquel. I'm 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 putting Doctor in front of her name. That's it. That's all. So Doctor Raquel was talking about how you can just like framing something differently. Like for example, when I want you to clean something up, instead of coming in the room, and be like, clean up this mess. Blah 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 blah. She's like, you can get so much farther when you're like, Ben. You deserve to thrive in a clean space. I do. You deserve to do your reading in a clean space. You deserve that. And in order for us to achieve that, you deserve to clean up your (laughs) shit. You deserve that. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve this. You deserve cleanliness. Yes. Everybody deserves cleanliness. Everybody deserves a free space to just think and exist. You deserve that. So with that being said, let's insert the action here. Love it. Wouldn't you like that better? Yeah, I think it's. Then me waking it's more, you up um, and making you fold them goddamn clothes. Yeah, it's 
it's more centering uh, the space. Right. Instead of like centering the lack of the person who's in the space. Now, what do I deserve to do? You know what you told me the other day? You told you actually didn't tell it to me. You were talking to my sister and her boyfriend about it, but it was really it, I I had to be silent as you said it, which is what I needed. Oh, yeah. to, I needed to be silent while you said it. What was the question? You you went around the table. Amber's I was I was like, this. what's we we asked each other about our partner? Like, what's one thing they can improve on? No, we you you sort of use this as a nice icebreaker. Yeah, but Amber's everybody had to ice, do it. Yeah, and when your person responded, like, so do you remember what you said? I don't remember, but you you created some you rules said. about it. You said I that, was like, I can't talk. Yeah, while, like you know, whoever the partner is, you cannot talk because you you just have a tendency to like interrupt them if they're speaking. So like, Ben was asked, "What is something I need to improve on?" And I had to sit there silently, which I did, right? And you said that I have a bad habit of just like bringing up stuff from the past, almost as like receipts. When you mm. do things in the present. Yeah. And that hurts your feelings. Yeah. First so, Corinthians uh, 13, I think I quoted, love keeps no record of wrong. Well, I ain't Corinthia and this ain't Corinthians, okay? <laughs> but I was listening to you when you said it. And so I was trying to think about like, like right now, what could you say to me in the you deserve framing Yeah, for me to not do that to you? Uh, you deserve to live in the present, Amber. Okay, I think I just soaked the seat. <laughs> okay, the next time, the next time I'm bringing up all your transgressions, which I'll try not to do. You got to say that to me. I think, I think uh, now I remember because you bring up transgressions that we compromised on, and we agreed not to bring up. I don't, and, no, no, no. But the, the ones heat, that we agreed not to bring up, I don't bring those up. But for I the will, most part, but, but there are sometimes there are sometimes you'll bring up something, and I'll be like, "Dude, we we agreed not to reflect on this. Uh, we're making the transition." And your response to that is like, "But you just did the same shit, so I'm bringing that. <laughs> it's relevant. Uh, it's relevant now." I'm like, "No, no, no. I might have done the same shit, but it was a little different because you know you can't do the <laughs> same shit over and over." <laughs> Uh yeah, so I will say that you deserve to live in the present, Amber, with me. I love that. That's good. Yeah, man. Wow. That's powerful. Isn't yeah. It? Wow. That is that is. Oh really no, you, good. you just unlocked a new level, I just, huh? I just uh, I'm just feeling myself a little bit. This diet coke's got me <laughs> hot. <laughs> this diet coke. All right, before we get out of here, Ben, uh, we both watched. We both watched Talk Black on HBO Max. I know that we're not supposed to be talking about streaming and things like that, but this was directed by a black this. girl who we met at the Bronze Black woman. Back, uh, well, you know, it's it's like, I don't mean it to be demeaning. It's like black girl, oh, yeah, black yeah. girls rock, oh, yeah, black, black girl, girl energy, magic, black girl magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's like that. Not energy. me yeah, censoring their, your language. White man. Language police. What what can y'all have, man? What, what can white men have? White man whines. Uh, white man. Whining. White uh, man withering. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my best work. I'm so sorry. White man wonder. How about that? White man wonder. Black girl magic and white man wonder. White man nation. Oh. To get worse. Get worse. Anyway, a black woman directed this film it's called talk black and it's essentially like should i spoil it yeah i told them to watch it yeah it's 15 15 minutes or so yeah and it's this like black woman who works as a like a design engineer and essentially there's like a blacker version of her there she has to be her, her like corporate mm -hmm. self all day but there's like this like Nubian princess inside her that's always like you gonna let the the, the man talk to you like that. Yeah, like, there's she's three. Yeah. I think there's like three of them. So it's the the like the hip hop sort of like street wearing like big hoop earrings, and then there's the um like more like Hotepi, but not Hotepi might be the wrong term. You said Nubian and sort of like you're a black queen, yeah, black and the African other one's like, I'm going to fuck energy. up this guy who just disrespected me. Yes. And then there's the nerdy, the primary character is like this nerdy black yes. woman who's a little bit more shyer and, and hang back, and sort of they take control yes. at certain points, and it's just a very thoughtful 
um, concept. And it like, shows that internal struggle that we all, we uh, black people and black women face in the workplace. And it just does so like, it just fully personifies it and gives validation to things that we have experienced. And I really, really enjoyed it. You know how you just realize you can't be impacted. You're like, I, there's no way I can be this impacted in a short film. You're like, yes, I am. It's so and good. It, and, it, and it made us excited to keep writing our script. It did. I was thinking, Amber, what type of uh, different black girls live inside you? And I, I was thinking about that. So I was like, oh, we got the theater black girl who's of just course. singing Well, that around. one's just That's regular day already. And then, but then we have, I think we do have like, um, you, we got like a black Blake uh, Lively uh, from a, a simple favor we talked about last week. Sometimes you can pull yeah. that out, like, like a calculating, serious, calculating, very manipulative. Uh, uh, but no, we're business. Like you, you're but, a fixer. But, yeah, but you're villain energy too. You're a little, yeah. You can be a little villainous in a good way towards maybe people who need to be vilified. My friend the other day was like, "I'd rather be a villain than a victim." And, oh, it's, and it's just and it's just sad with me. I was like, "You right, sis. You yeah. right." So I see that in you. So you got this, you know, theater. You got the business, like no nonsense. I will cut you up. Do not double cross. I me. think there's also like a scared person in there too. Like, mm, like, like the, the little girl from uh, Monster Inc. Maybe. No, she's fearless. Oh, is she? Yeah, I thought she was scared at some point. No, no, no. she's scaring the monsters. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get touched. I have like the. I'm so sorry. Bruno. So sorry. Is this okay? Did I do this right? Like, there's a. a that was scared... such great acting that I thought someone walked in the room. I oh thought you were talking God. to someone who walked no, in the I'm room. I'm talking to the camera. Oh, I was like, damn. You, you, you no, fooled me. You that because that you know that person lives inside of me. Yeah, that afraid like, little okay? like. Should I send this email? And Ben, ben used to love like. I would send an email, and you're like, it's too wordy. You would take my computer and like delete like two paragraphs. Yeah. You're like, now Be send. Direct. I was like, no, but I need to explain to them why no, I, I feel like I deserve more money for this thing. And Ben's like, I'm no. white. No, don't explain. Just send it. I'm Just like, ask. Damn. Just demand. 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 Or even- um, I deserve this money. It's Just funny tell because- tell them that. Yeah, I think like uh, Amber forgets um, that you, you are- uh, you do have great influence, and Amber will have really good ideas for a date night for us or a fun outing. And I'm like, yo, this is a great idea. Just reach out to the company that you want to do this outing and ask them to sponsor you. And she's like, I don't feel comfortable Not date doing... sponsored by... Why not? It saves us some money, and that money gets to go into Wild's education fund. I know. You, be you better call back to the top of the show, Ben. Yeah, save some money. Uh, yeah, save I was I was money. thinking about all the little, the little um, black... Uh, girls that live in you. So I was thinking. Who about else that. lives in there? Um, uh, Just give me one more. I'm trying to think. Like, yeah. Uh, maybe like you got like a Muhammad Ali energy, like some sort of boxer, like fitness person. Oh. Like a, you have like a. Like athletic or like a little arrogant, like. I think there's the a level of arrogant, but also like athleticism, just like energy, like, like I'm the greatest. Yeah, I am. I sometimes you do say that, like I I know how to do this. Yeah, yeah I'm you'll, like I'm fucking brilliant. I I can do I'm, this. I'm a genius. But really, you're just trying to shut up the little timid girl. It is. A, I am. Yeah. yeah, they're they're fighting. Yeah. yeah. If if I had like the inside out control panels, like those would be my yeah. people. Um, yeah. The inside. Good. Yes. Very similar. So I would say, yeah, talk black. It has a lot of connection with inside out. I I think there's a nice parallel there, which is a great movie. And yeah. the, the execution of both those films are fantastic. Watch Talk Black, 100%. 100%. 100% audience score from us. Yeah, cheers. I'm trying to think about who you have in your head. Uh, probably like a nerdy. That's you know, that's suspenders. just you. That's just you. Uh, who, who's in your head that you, you don't feel like you present every day? Probably there's a there's this like a hardcore metalhead skateboarder, ripped jeans. I want to break I a said few who, arms. That you don't present every day. I'm not that. I don't. You don't see me skateboarding, so, kicking down walls, and be beating people up, like getting drunk. That's true. Throwing, you know, throwing. But you feel chairs. like there's somebody violent in there. No, just like like a like very broy kind of thing. Yeah, and like a think, mosh pit vibe. Yeah, and then also I think there's a a lady, a very petite lady. Oh, she's just, petite. Yeah, she, petite. she ain't thick. No, just petite as far as like um thought process. Like I'm like ah like oh <coughs> excuse Ooh. me like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sick lady oh, in there. Yeah, I'm like I have I have 
the whooping cough or something. Oh, a little yeah. Agatha Christie vibe. <laughs> yeah, I'm just you a know timid. Plath. Like I'm I'm like a little old lady Inside? with a cat. Oh, I can totally see you being a, a little old cat lady. And I'm drinking port, and I'm and I just want to watch my soap. <laughs> you do give me like just bundle up and like you yeah. love that shit. Sleep, like in the sleep winter time, ten hours a day, bundle up, drink some tea with some <laughs> we whiskey. We know you in love it. to sleep. And then read my uh, mystery novels. I think I got a man or two up here, too. Yeah. I love that you Muhammad said that. Muhammad Ali, yeah. Yeah, you just said that. Yeah. We're so weird. Yeah. I love being weird with you. Yes. This was a great episode, everybody. It was. <laughs> Are we trying to convince them yeah. at all? I had a good time with you. I mean, obviously, because we don't see people reacting in their cars or when mm. they're doing their chores but like i would love to actually see that me too so if you send some live videos tour. of you uh oh yeah you could do that live tour live yeah. tour it's it's coming i don't know when 2023 november but hopefully. but also actually somebody did send me a clip of them listening to the show today i'll show it to you oh yay yeah please, they were like please repost them I will, I will. You ready to get out of here? Yeah. I have to pee so bad. Oh, well, it's probably the three goddamn so Diet Cokes, three. Forrest Gump. Actually, let's just pro prolong the show. I hate you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Flat on the Wallet. We can't wait to see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. You know they're from TikTok, cause those laughs keep you coming, cause they're wildin' all the time. Before wild throws a tantrum, listen to our silly anthem, cause they're wildin' all the time. Don't swap why Amber squats and does a dance to please her plants and Ben reads books while serving looks. Wild is wildin' all the time. Fly, fly, hold oh, be a fly. Fly, fly, come and be a fly on the wall. Leave. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.